like every Friday, it's time for Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. And uh, we have a great showcase lined up for you guys tonight with amazing comedians from the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016. Yay! They're all from out of town. Clap wildly. I wore a dress. Uh, I'm not going to do a lot of time. We're just going to sing the song, and we're going to get right to it. If you know how the song goes, sing along with me. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. It's that granddaddy perp, you guys. It's so good. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse. Do you want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and I am so excited with the comedians that we have here tonight. Our first comedian is all the way from New York City. New York City! Ow! I got the opportunity to hear his animal jokes during the uh, all-animal show earlier, and I can't wait to see what he's going to bring you guys tonight. Clap your hands wildly. Slap your meat paws together like you never have before for Jamie Pierce. I'm Jamie. I'll be your gay for the <laughs> evening. Actually, for the whole festival. I think I'm the I'm representing right the LGBTQ. Okay, that's a lot of responsibility and a lot of letters. That's a lot of letters. To, I will try my best to carry it off. Um, so I'm married, and uh, we've been together almost ten years. Oh, thank you. On behalf of the marriage, thank you. Um, but we just had our first anniversary as a federally recognized married couple, which was lovely. Yes. Although whenever I hear that, like, your marriage was recognized, I always think of my marriage as like a celebrity. You know, like my marriage was standing in line at Starbucks and got tapped on the shoulder by the federal government. Like, excuse me, I'm sorry, I don't mean to bother you, but are you two men in a committed relationship? Oh my God, so, I totally recognize you. Can you sign these joint tax forms? I had one criteria for a husband. I wanted somebody, oh, hello, please. Oh, no, you're fine. It's nice to see you. Um, I had one criteria for a husband. I wanted somebody who was handy, who could th fix things around the house because uh, my last boyfriend was an interior designer. So if something broke, he just put some throw pillows over it. <laughs> And I'd be like, honey, why are there throw pillows in the sink? <laughs> That's on. But, it's a slow burn. Um, but I do, uh, I do feel compelled, like now that we have marriage equality, I feel compelled to specify to people that I'm married to a man. And not because I think my sexuality is shrouded in mystery. <laughs> Like, I'm fully aware I'm one of those gay men who I walk in the room and it's understood, right? Like, I don't have to come out as much as just show up, just show up. And then, of course, I open my mouth to speak and that tends to clear up any lingering ambiguity. At that point, I might as well be wearing an ascot and smoking a Virginia Slim, perhaps a jaunty beret, but it's not necessary. I get my point across. And even when I, like, try to, like, butch up my voice, it just ends up taking on that B. Arthur-like quality. <laughs> just Brenda Vaccaro, the Michael Douglas years. There's a contemporary reference for you. You have no idea who that is, do you? 
or maybe Kathleen Turner. Again, the Michael Douglas years, obviously. Yeah. Millennials are like, I have no idea who he's talking about. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Point is, it's not that I think my orientation is being called into question. It's just in this day and age, like you say you're married, that could be any number of scenarios. And uh, if you don't specify the nature of your marriage, you set yourself up for some very awkward exchanges. Like my husband, for example, has a job where he has to go to a lot of events. So he's constantly meeting people for the first time, mentions that he's married, and he doesn't specify. And then they have to have that negotiating the gender conversation of, oh, so what's your spouse's name? And my name is Jamie, so that doesn't really get them anywhere. <laughs> or they'll ask, uh, uh, how long have you and your wife been together? And there's no graceful way to like clarify. Like, oh, well, uh, we've been together almost 10 years, and I think the secret to our longevity is we have a lot in common. For example, penises. <laughs> or peni, I'm not sure what the proper term is. So now if someone asks him if he's married, he'll usually just panic and blurt out something gay like, Lady Gaga is fierce, and then run away. <laughs> Gets the point across. But uh, that obstacle aside, I'm very you know, grateful for marriage equality and uh, that the, you know, the government finally acknowledged my marriage. Now, if only we could get my mother-in-law to do the same. <laughs> No, I think, uh, I don't think she had a problem with her son marrying another man as much as she had a problem with her son marrying a vegetarian. That seems to be a little too progressive for her. Because, you know, you have to draw the line somewhere, morally. And she's very passive-aggressive about it, too. Like, we'll go over to their house for dinner, and she'll be like, I made you something vegetarian. Already I'm suspect. And then she hands me a bowl of what she says is corn chowder. And when I ask... Is there bacon in this? Not only because I have a hunch, but because there's big chunks of bacon in it. <laughs> like visible, obvious, like it's mostly bacon, right? Instead of her saying like, oh, right, sorry, or let me get you something else, it's, well, it needed it, Jamie. <laughs> like there was no way around this. Why should we all have to suffer through bland chowder just so you can further your liberal homosexual agenda? <laughs> She's got a point, she's got a point. And speaking of my liberal homosexual agenda, and I'm not talking about my brunch plans. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> People are still arguing against marriage equality and they need to move on. They need to move on and you know what? They need to get on board. I understand things not working out the way you hoped I'm still upset that they're going forward with a Spice Girl reunion tour without Posh. <laughs> Talk about not upholding the sanctity of a union. But I'm still gonna buy a ticket. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm still gonna go to the show. That's what I mean, like, they need to get on board. And their arguments, that they're flawed. Because they'll say things like, well, now they're gonna teach our children about homosexuality in school. Yeah, it already exists. It's called the drama department. Okay? It's called the after school musical theater program. That's where I learned how to be a homosexual. Skills I still use to this very day. In fact, true story, I came out of the closet in high school at the Bye Bye Birdie cast party. Which is redundant, right? And I had to take a number. Like the coming out line forms to the right. 
Uh, I grew up in, uh, I live in New York now, but I grew up uh, in Utah. I don't know if I share your enthusiasm. Um, it's a very red state, uh, although I like to think of it as rouge. When people find out that I'm from Utah, the first question is always, are you Mormon? Uh, sometimes it's, are you an Osmond? Do you remember the Osmond family? namely Donnie and Marie, they had a variety show in the 70s and they were like Utah royalty. They were like the Mormon Kardashians, <laughs> except talented and probably no sex tape, probably no sex tape, although I can't be sure. That Marie, she's full of surprises. Um, oh. <laughs> but uh, no, people always wanna know if I'm Mormon and I hate to disappoint, but the answer is no and trust me, nobody's more disappointed than me because as a comedian, that would have been a gift. That would have been, I mean, a gay Mormon, what's funnier than that? I could make jokes about having multiple husbands. It'd be great. Material rights itself. But I'm Episcopalian, which is really boring. It's kind of like Catholic light. Twice the fun with half the guilt. Um, but it's really boring. And my only real takeaway is going to church as a kid, it made me not want to go to heaven. They, they do a really poor job of selling you on heaven because they make heaven sound like going to church every day, right? Where everyone's dressed very conservatively, singing hymns, it's very reverent, and there's no running. Now, hell also sounds unpleasant, uh, not to mention hot and humid, your hair would frizz. So I'm aiming for purgatory which is like right there in the middle, where it's more of a temperate climate, I would imagine. The dress is probably business casual. <laughs> and unlike heaven, it's not so bright, because really it's all about lighting. I guess that's just me. Um, <laughs> one thing I will say that heaven has going for it is it, it, it sounds very clean. I, immaculate, I believe, is the word they use. Uh, you know, it sounds very, like, well-pressed, and uh, I imagine crisp linens and such, which I think I would really enjoy, because I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a neat freak. I'm a bit, you know, OCD. Uh, I'm very fastidious. That's a good gay word, fastidious. Uh, but it does interfere with my personal life. Uh, like, my husband has a rule that I'm not allowed to do laundry before we have sex, because he knows if the buzzer goes off, I'm gonna get up and fold it. <laughs> You know, I don't want it to wrinkle. So I guess the rule is I can't put in a load until he puts in a load. Which is really what marriage is all about, compromise. All right, guys, thank you so much. Keep it going for Jamie Pierce. Yeah. He's our main gay. We have we have more gays, but they're of the they're of the lady kind. We're this is actually a really great festival. We have like half women, half men, people from all over the country. New York's represented. Uh, your next comedian, he is our one LA comic. Yes, he drove up here. He's awesome. He's a fan of Pam Tassie's Comedy Clubhouse. He's uh, done the show here in the past. You guys are gonna love him. He's hilarious. Clap wildly for Eric Escobar. What's up, guys? Give it up for Pam. Give her a round of applause. We're in a festival. 
Uh, you guys are cool. I was watching you um, throughout Jamie's set. Uh, she already chose my favorite audience member. It's this guy right over here. What's your name, brother? Anthony. Anthony's great because you don't laugh, man. You just give like nods of approval to things you think are funny. <laughs> like the whole time, so it would be like rouge, and you would just be like, it was adorable. When you didn't like something, you would just stare, which was really scary. It was like, eh. <laughs> Frightened. Do you like your show? I don't know. They were just very approving. Um, it was great. But cool. Uh, yeah, I'm from L.A. I live in a really dangerous part of L.A. Um, I say that because right before I drove up here, um, someone got shot outside of my apartment last night. Yeah. And um, I was freaking out, man, because it was the first time... I've ever used a gun, okay? <laughs> Very scary. Horrific. Um, but I used to live in the Bay. It's great. You guys are really liberal out here. I like it a lot. Uh, first day I was here, a homeless guy asked me if I was pro-gay. I was like, dude, I'm not even amateur gay. When did you guys get a league? I don't know. Can I do fantasy gay? I'm gonna draft you. Let's go. It'll be fun. But um, I was actually living uh, up by West Sonoma. I was living in the Redwood Forest. It was great. I loved it. Um, it was just really hard to bring girls home when you live in the forest. <laughs> They're always like, this is really creepy and get me out of your trunk. So <laughs> you work with it. But it was cool, man. I was, uh, I was working up there at a camp for kids with disabilities. Um, I liked it a lot. When my kids were great, I would give them all Capri Suns. When they were assholes, I would give them all Capri Suns, but with the straws ripped off. <laughs> Apparently, that makes me a bad person because they're all amputees, but... <laughs> Fuck you, man. That's, that's like my favorite joke. <laughs> Hands down. All right, guys. All right. It's going to get a lot worse in the next seven minutes. Just letting you know. You're already prepped. You're already prepped. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I actually just broke up with my girlfriend of six years. That's new. That's insane. Um, I miss her, man. She would want to fuck like five or six times a day. And yeah, you can clap for that. It was her. Um, good to see you again. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, if I was lucky, <laughs> one of those times would be with me. So... Um, <laughs> I want you back. Please take me back. I'd be... Got a fucking nod. It's okay. Anthony said... <laughs> Look at that. It's a very, very aggressive nod. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so I'm trying online dating. A lot of comics talk about online dating. Um, I'm against it. I do not like online dating because um, I don't want to tell my kids I met their mom while I was drunk on the toilet swiping right. Okay? That's, that's not a fairy tale. But uh, I'm on a couple online dating websites. Um, I'm on Black People Meet. Just heads up, you do not want to spell meat wrong, okay? Because that is a completely different website, I'll tell you. I'll still get messages. I'm like, ah, who could it be? <laughs> Doesn't even fit on the screen. Look at that. Oh, jeez. That's where the line is drawn? All right, fair enough, fuckers. That's what we're going to do. It's okay. Uh, the one girl I met online that I thought was kind of cool, uh, we dated for a little while, and um, it was weird, because the first time we had sex, she started crying. 
And I was like, whoa, are you okay? And she was like, yeah, I just really like you. I was like, dude, I really like gummy bears, but I don't cry when they're inside of me, all right? <laughs> What's your problem? But uh, we dated for a little while, but we had to break up because our lives were going in two completely different directions. Like, she currently makes six figures a year as an engineer for Google. Very impressive. My last paycheck was a bag of weed for telling dick jokes in Gilroy. <laughs> How do you put that on your taxes, okay? Do you like a W-420? Oh no, we'll see. <laughs> Um, I don't smoke a lot of weed anymore because I remember like a month ago, I got so high, I spent four hours looking for my car keys <laughs> and I don't even drive. So it was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, cool. But um, yeah, it's, uh, I love being in the Bay. I think it's great. Um, I play a game when I'm out here. Uh, it's called Homeless or Hipster. <laughs> this is how you play it. If they're like smoking crack in an alley, they're probably homeless. I don't know, if they're like typing away at their Mac in a Starbucks, they're probably a hipster. Uh, if they got a big old beard and they're pushing around like a grocery cart full of empty PBR cans, <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's tough. All right. <laughs> uh, we got any professional wrestling fans in the house? Anyone like professional wrestling? These jokes are just for me then. All right, let's do it. Um, I love wrestling. My favorite move is when they get a guy's head and they throw it into the mat. Um, some people call it an RKO. Uh, some people call it a diamond cutter. Uh, my boss calls it a fireable offense. So um, <laughs> if anyone's hiring, that'd be great. But uh, I love wrestling. I think wrestling is a lot like Jesus Christ, all right? Like both have people who follow it religiously and both are real. Too real? Too real for you guys? This is the, oh geez, no Jesus jokes. We can't do that. Um, I am an Alcoholics Anonymous. Let's get a little real. Uh, it's it's kind of tough being in there. I remember uh, my first meeting, um, this guy in a wheelchair came up to me and offered to be my sponsor. And I was like, I don't know, man. How are you going to get through 12 steps? Did that hurt, guys? There are no ramps here. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you guys are so weird. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you like this? This. Um, I got some cute jokes for you. I got some cute jokes for you. Um, wouldn't it be cute if Teddy Roosevelt's middle name was Bear? All right, cool. That's, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Guys, I just saw a black and white movie, but there were some Asians in it, too. All right, a little better, a little better. How about this? Just started dating a Native American woman. I hope we have kids so they can get to go to college for free. Hold on, if you didn't get that joke, it's because you have Native American blood, you get free tuition, just in case you were asking, how? All right, guys. All right, back on board. Back on board. Hello, hello, how are you guys doing? Um, so I did move back to LA recently, um, and I have a really shitty roommate. Like, let's do this. Clap it up if you've ever had a shitty roommate. Let's do that. All right, cool. See you guys. Great. Uh, heads up, if you were quiet right now, you were the shitty roommate. So just look in the mirror and do your dishes, all right? Um, man, my new roommate's horrible. She's just really, like, loud and annoying, and my mom, and, um... 
She gets mad at me over everything. One time she caught me smoking and she freaked out. And I was like, what's the big deal? It's only meth. But my mom, she's this adorable Filipino woman with a really thick accent. Like, I remember when I was growing up, she'd always be like, uh, oh, Eric, 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 do you want to see the ocean? Do you want to see the, oh, the water? Do you want to go see the, uh, do you want to go see the beach? <laughs> Whoa, what did you just say, mom? <laughs> do you want to see the beach? <laughs> no, I don't want to see grandma right now, all right? <laughs> Get off my back, jeez. And my dad's Mexican, so it's fun being Mexipino, you know? <laughs> like, that shit evens out. Like, some half Filipino, I'm 25, and I'm already losing my hair. It's horrible. But since I'm half Mexican, by the time I was in kindergarten, I could grow a mustache. So, <laughs> wear yourself out. I do hate my Mexican last name, though. It is Escobar, because when people hear Escobar, they automatically think what? Exactly. So they're always like, oh, Escobar, you part of some kind of Colombian drug cartel? And it, I don't know, it doesn't bother me much anymore because <laughs> they'll be dealt with. <laughs> they will. They will. Um, you guys may have seen me on some stuff. Uh, you may have seen me on a Last Comic Standing. Uh, you might have seen me on Tosh.0. Uh, you may have seen me on Craigslist. Um, <laughs> I'm on there a lot. But it's weird, because people are like starting to recognize me after shows now. Like I was just in Boise, Idaho. Two girls came up to me after a show, and they were like, hey, can we get a picture with you? We've never met a celebrity before. And I'm like, I think you're mistaken. I'm not a celebrity. They're like, oh, you're George Zimmerman, right? <laughs> right, yes, that is the appropriate response. <laughs> Bitch, I am not George Zimmerman. Also. Why would you want a picture with George Zimmerman, okay? Let me just take a picture of you guys, because apparently I'm really good at shooting things. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's fine. Um, I haven't booked any work in a long time, though. I'm getting really jealous of my friends that are booking work. Like, I have a friend who just got on Carson Daly's show, and I was really jealous until I realized no one gives a fuck about Carson Daly. All right? Like, Carson Daly was big back in the day, but nobody remembers her. Absolutely no one. <laughs> so that's fine. That's fine. Um, I did just graduate from college last year. That's really exciting. Finished my degree. Thank you. Uh, I majored in theater because my whole life. Oh, Tim Theater people in here? That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I love majoring in theater because my whole life I've dreamed of moving to LA and becoming poor. So um, it worked out. But uh, it's weird. I feel like college didn't really prepare me for the real world. Like, there are things you can do in college you can't do at your full-time job. Like, you can't walk into your full-time job 20 minutes late, completely hungover, wearing nothing but, like, flip-flops, a bathrobe, and some swagger, okay? That's not going to fly. But if you do that in college, you could get Rebecca's number. <laughs> Just watch out, because Rebecca's a hoe. But to her credit, she's a great professor. So... It all works out. It all works out, guys. Um, I'll leave you guys with this. Uh, actually, oh, fuck. I wanted to tell you guys this joke about how I never leave my house, but oh, fuck it. Well, the thing is, it's an inside joke. Guys, um, um, no, I'll tell you this, guys. Uh, party it up tonight. If you guys smoke, go smoke. If you drink, drink. But if there's one drug you should never do, it is acid, all right? 
fucking never do acid. I'll tell you why. I had a horrible, horrible acid experience. I dropped it. I was tripping out like crazy when my little brother walked in and asked if he could try some. Which is the one thing you do not want to hear as an only child, all right? <laughs> so it's, uh, thank you guys. My name is Eric Escobar. Y'all have a great Doing acid and finding long lost brothers and sisters. Uh, I uh, try not to do drugs anymore, like, you know, like real drugs, uh, like cocaine. But I do have a pro tip, something my dad always used to tell me, which is if you're doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers. I mean, yeah, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. So that's a pro tip just for you guys. Please, don't eat the boogers. I know they make your gums all soft and tingly or whatever. Just smoke them. You get high again. It's really great. Drugs. Drugs are fun. Uh, hey, you guys. Your next comedian's all the way from Oregon, and he's hilarious. He did, uh, he's been doing a bunch of shows here last night. I really enjoyed him at the Eagle. You guys are going to love him right now. Clap wildly for Jake Silberman. <laughs> Yeah, how are you people? You good? Nice, I did mushrooms in some of your finest parks today. This is, a, this is an awesome day, man. This is a great day. It's like nothing you can do can hurt me right now. Actually, I'm extremely vulnerable. Please, uh, please, please be really nice. This, holy shit. It's amazing the, the wave that you go you're just like, oh, everything is great. And then you get some of those heavy tears in your eyes. You know, the ones that just pull but don't leave. <laughs> Talked to a 21-year-old kid who was really into snakes today. Uh, God, do you ever meet one of those kids who are, you're just like, God, I bet you're into snakes. And then he goes, I'm really into snakes. And you're like, oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> nice to meet you, Sam. Let's talk for three hours. And we did. So <laughs> that was the day. That was the day. This is what you do when you have days to do this. Um, God, life is awesome when you don't work. <laughs> like, if we could somehow make that a thing all the time, we'd all be happy. Do you guys get that about the world? We would just be like, hmm, fuck work, right? Like, do you have a nice job, man? I do. Fuck you, all right? <laughs> like, go fuck yourself. But it's half time. It's half time, but what's the, what do you do? You better watch out when you walk out this door, man. There's a bunch of, you're, I think you're the guy ruining it for everybody behind you. Um, but that's just me. I have no idea. I have no idea. No. What, uh, this 10-foot coffin is $900 per month. Uh, really spacious living quarters. Uh, you, guys, you guys should start selling graves, man. That's what San Francisco should do. Dig up some bodies. It's a lot of real estate taken up <laughs> by the fucking dead people in your town. We have no place for history in a town like this. It's cool, man. It's cool. What else is going on? You guys, is this a political crowd, first of all? You guys, yeah? Feeling the burn. Oh, how's it going, man? Yeah. <laughs> Feeling the burn, right on. Yeah, Bernie, he's cool. Anybody else? Bernie, yeah? 
to fuck with it. I can fuck with it. Yeah. Everybody else is kind of like, yeah, fuck, whatever. I don't care. doesn't matter. Uh, Bernie Sanders, I'll probably vote for that guy. He seems like a cool dude. He's, 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 there's weird shit about Bernie, though. He's 74 years old, been in politics for a long time, and I've not heard one piece of dirt on this guy. Creeps me out, okay? <laughs> really creeps me out. Everybody else got a little dirt. Where are the bodies, Mr. Bernie? Come on, you know what I'm saying? Like, just a little bit, just a little bit, a little worried that he, where's he from, Vermont, right? He's probably got some, he's probably in like the pocket of like big maple syrup or some fucking, <laughs> some quaint ass dirt. Just left the small tree farmers behind. Some guy just fucking douses himself in maple syrup and lights himself on fires. This is for you! Feel that burn. It's my flesh on fire. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird, man. They, the politicians, it's like uh, we're supposed to not, like they're always like, well, they're, they're, they're policies and then they're the people. But like, I think we should know more about the people. Like, question number one, would you vote for Bernie Sanders if you didn't eat pussy, right? Would you vote for Bernie Sanders if you didn't go down on a lady? No one wants to answer that question, do they, okay? <laughs> Liberal fucking media right there, all right? Swear to God, if I found out that Bernie doesn't eat pussy but Trump, Trump's got my vote immediately. I'm just like, does not matter, dude. I want a lover in the White House. That'd be weird if Bernie was like, no, I don't give head, but I definitely get it. That's fucking weird. No one's comfortable talking about Mr. Sanders' genitalia, but that's... Do you think he has a white hair? Like, is it his pubic hair, the exact same hair on his head? Do you think that's weird? It's red. You've just been dreaming about red pubic hair? That's awesome. <laughs> nice, nice. It's red. It's bloody virgin red, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I feel like we need to know what's going on in the bedroom a little bit. Like, what if Ted Cruz is just into bloody anal? You wouldn't want to know that? Only anal with blood. That's what I want. That doesn't creep anybody. I mean, it creeps everybody out, obviously, but like, <laughs> that doesn't make you wary that that guy might have the nuclear codes if that's all he's into? Fair enough. Fair enough. That's fine. That's cool. Yeah, it's a weird time. Weird time. Political time. I feel like everybody everybody wants to be known as their thing now. Everybody's got to have the exact... There's no mystery in life anymore, right? Like, everybody's got to be like, I am this. I am this. I am... Like, what are you? What's your deal? Like, what, what would you say if I was like, hey, who are you? You should take some mushrooms with me sometime. You'll get to... <laughs> I don't... I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. That's cool. Are you guys a real estate firm up front? <laughs> no. no. You don't know each other? No. Oh. <laughs> Three single available men in the front row. Oh, you know that one. They don't want to talk to you, but that's... <laughs> oh, they'll only talk to you if you give them the great deal on some fucking apartment. <laughs> Are you guys like, is everybody in this room, like are most of you guys from, like you live in San Francisco? Yeah. You guys not panicking at all times? Like I would just be panicking if I lived in this city. Like I don't think I could handle the stress. Just seems like it's just like at any moment some guy might just fucking hit you over the head and drag you into a building because you didn't like pay him a sidewalk fee or something like that. Like is that fucking weird? Like everything is just about the fucking... Your whole city is built on an, a guy who can make an app to send dicks around the internet. Isn't that, wasn't that weird to you guys that you live in the, the dick pick capital of the planet? Like, that's, 
that fucking blows my mind that that's a city. It's just like, yeah, well, I feel like every time a dick pic is sent, it should go to a starving child in Africa just to let them know that we could have bought you a meal, but we wanted to make sure that our dicks were being seen by eyes, <laughs> eyes around the planet. I'm not for everybody, folks. It's all right. Like, I, I, t I totally understand that. It's like, I'm not tripping on it. That's cool. Oh, you have a girl? Fuck you, man. <laughs> Fucking A, dude. I really thought we had something going there for a second. This is fucking garbage. <sighs> is he giving you a great deal on your apartment? <laughs> <laughs> oh, are people fucking each other for housing in this town? Like, are we just like, <laughs> is that happening in this town? It's like, yo, I hate this person, but God damn it, they have a great view of the park, so let's do it. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Those are the types of choices I feel like you must make every fucking day in this city. That's good. That's good. Do we have any, we have any tech people in the house? Give it a round of applause for the tech people. Oh, cool. Nice. Good for you guys. Yeah. I didn't think the Google crowd kind of hung out here, but you know. <laughs> like, what could we do to shut this place down? All right. Uh, yeah. Do you guys know, or do people like, you have friends who work for like big big time companies in this town? Yeah. yeah. Do you envy them? Uh, no. No, no. No. What do you do? I am a professional sewer. What? <laughs> it's the quaintest job I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> what do you look <laughs> Do you look at lilac fields all day while you do that? What the fuck? <laughs> What do you sew, man? People's skin to the other skin, <laughs> like just like what? <laughs> anything that I can get my hands on to sew. They call me the sewer, man. <laughs> you could have your own horror movie, man. That's cool. Nice, the sewer. Yeah, that's cool. Jesus Christ. How'd you get into sewing, dude? Like I just feel like that's a. I just picked up a needle and thread and kind of started going across. Oh, that's cool. Do you do uh, like costumes? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Kinky ones or just like Halloween stuff? I, I made myself some booty shorts for Folsom. Yeah. What is booty shorts for Folsom? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> is that like a question? I I don't. Uh, you know I mean, I kind of know what it means, but I want to make it uncomfortable for you. Do I want to draw it out of you? <laughs> Cool, man. No, that's cool. Can you knit me something? Yeah. Or, sorry, knit. So, fuck. <laughs> it's all the same to the uninformed, man. I don't know. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Nice. You're crafty. You would say you're crafty. You're crafty. Do the people who fuck you in the ass are like, they're like, wow, this is good work, man. Like, are you, like, when you, is that what you mean by the booty shorts and Folsom? Is that what you're kind of getting at? Like, assless. assless? Is Folsom a gay street in this town? Oh, uh, okay. You got to just tell me that. I have no idea. Every street. I walked around the Castro uh, recently. Is that like the is like the sellout gays in that neighborhood? They got their own dildo shops in that neighborhood. Holy shit! I don't understand. Some dildos are quite gratuitous. I feel like it's just like this is not going into anything. You just like. You just want this around the house to remind you of what you can never have? Like, 
Seems odd to me. It was a dildo the length of my fucking leg. Like, you're not, where are you putting that? You gonna fuck a giant? Like, is there like a nine foot man in San Francisco that needs these dildos? Is this like, my sphincter is three feet long. I can't do anything else. Got weird with that. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> this has been a, an adventure up here. I've had a lot, I've had a good time. I hope you guys have. I mean, I've had, I've had a good time. We got to know each other a little bit, you know. Hopefully I'll see you on Folsom Street someday. <laughs> I'm lonely, man. I could use anybody at this point, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, you seem like a nice cuddle. Compact. No, I'd want to be the big, the small spoon, actually, in this relationship. <laughs> Don't, just because I'm taller than you doesn't mean I always have to love you. I want to be loved sometimes, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're going a little fast for me, I think, but it's all right. It's all right. Cool. Um, fuck, I have to, like, tell a joke. I, I haven't told a single joke tonight. I just <laughs> <laughs> God, I always do this. I'm like, oh, I should uh, really wow them. And then uh, I just, I want to talk about what's on my mind. So <laughs> uh, can I, are you two a thing? No. Yeah. No. Sorry, bro. <laughs> are you, does that mean you're like available or what's up? <laughs> should just start aggressively hitting on you in front of your friends. It's like, hey, you can never have that, but maybe I will. <laughs> That's a, that's a dick move. Holy shit, that was a really dick thing to say. I'm sorry. I felt uh, anger there, and I apologize for that. Um, why are you just friends? It's a weird qu way to say, why aren't you fucking? But, like, why? why it's like, just never happened. Just never, like, uh, have you looked around, ma'am? There's plenty of dudes fucking women who are married. That's fine. You don't worry. Maybe you just don't want to say out loud, but. God, that's nice. Holy shit. I need a woman friend. <laughs> There's no problems, are there? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks, really. I appreciate you guys coming out. Uh, there's a bunch of good shows. Uh, I'm sorry that I fucked with you so hard, but like, I had a good time, so I hope you did too. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs>
uh, it does match the carpeting, if you're wondering. I don't know if anybody was thinking about that after Jake went after Bernie. You guys, you've been through it, man. I, don't worry, I'm not going to talk to you at all. <laughs> I'm just going to talk to this group right here in the front. No, I, I am from Portland, Oregon, but I haven't lived there my whole life. Um, I grew up in California, so I still say the 101 and the and those things. And I used to have tan lines and... Now I have vein lines, and you know, it's just uh, been there a long time, been up there over 20 years. Uh, it's great to be back. I love, I love California, and I think I packed the rain. I don't know. Everyone, when I come down and it rains, people blame me for the rain. I'm taking credit for the rain right now because you guys haven't had it. So I, I, I'm really excited to be here because my kids are not. Um, I have four kids from three different mothers. I like to think that makes me the Angelina Jolie of Southwest Portland. <laughs> yeah, get this, they're all spread out. Does anybody here have kids? Any parents? Okay, so we have like a couple people. Anybody have parents? Okay, we'll be able to relate, right? Okay, so here's how old my kids, how old are your kids? 12 and 14. 12 and, oh, that's, I'm sorry. I can almost taste the despair. Uh, no, my kids are all spread out. They're all four years apart. Get this. Nine, and this is like a test. Nine, 13, 17, and 21. Yeah, I'm going for the Lifetime Achievement Award in batshit fucking crazy. Okay? My house will never not smell of puke, piss, and disappointment. It, it's just always going to be like that. Our whole lives are about poop and pee. I'm either pissed off, the shit's hitting the fan, or I'm getting crap from a kid. That's how it goes. It's probably nicer at your house. Your kids have good manners and things like that. Oh, oh, that's lovely. But you know, I like orange. I, I didn't wear my orange boots, but yeah. No, I uh, finally got the last one potty trained, and then I started to leak. So. Yeah. So I moved to Portland with my husband when we got married. And we, uh, this is not even part of the story, but made me think of it because we stayed in Big Sur for our honeymoon. It was really nice. That's not far from here, is it? Yeah. So I'm just going to take a moment. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's because I've been married 25 years. That's a long time. You know, um, we met when he was in medical school. Okay. And we'll go back to the beginning. He had me convinced he was a freelance gynecologist working out of his car. <laughs> yeah, the four kids, right? <laughs> Man, sex after 25 years of marriage, can I just ruin your vision of what's going to happen? Well, okay, in Portland, this is pretty funny. In Portland, we have traffic reports, okay? Sex after 25 years of marriage is a lot like the Portland traffic reports. Exactly the same every time with no alternate route. Slowing in the curves, stop and go in the tunnel. That's it. <laughs> it's the same thing, and that's what the Portland traffic reports. I've never tried to do that joke outside of Portland. I was wondering if it would play. I hear you have a new tunnel. I'm not talking personally about you. <laughs> I, I hear you have a new named tunnel, the Robin Williams. How cool is that? Yeah, he'll be the new, like, in every city there's the Martin Luther King. It'll be like the Robin Williams tunnel. We'll do that everywhere. Well, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to name my tunnel. Robin Williams Tunnel right now, and this is just, uh, yeah, so we met and got married, and sex, and yeah, it's real, um, it's real fun. You know what really gets me in the mood? Neither do I. I, I don't know. <laughs> you guys, I'm tired. <laughs> I 
four kids. My husband would call me at the end of a long, hard day with the four kids and the two dogs and my prolapsed bladder. <laughs> Be like, honey, can I get anything on the way home? Mm, yeah, get laid. I'm tired. Wouldn't that be helpful? And they come up with Viagra. Oh my God. If my husband ever presented me with an eight hour expression of his libido, I'm pretty sure eventually laundry would be hanging from it. <laughs> Honey, those are drip dry shirts. Do you mind standing outside for a few hours? <laughs> Takes a long time in Portland with all that rain for it to dry, you know. Yeah, I wanted to spice things up. I told him I was ready to try a threesome. Yeah, me, a quiet hotel room, and a big-ass bag of Taco Bell. <laughs> I could go for that kind of threesome. Yeah, so if you aren't fucking with your kids, you're not doing it right. I don't know if you do that. I've, I've, with the kids so spread out, I've completely degenerated as a mother. I keep, uh, no, I'm not even kidding. I'm, now it's like all for my enjoyment. I'm going to fucking mess with them because it's fun. And that's, I keep therapy notebooks for them. I, I do. I write down out everything that I've done and all that I have failed to do. <laughs> it's my form of scrapbooking. <laughs> I figure these therapy notebooks will save them hours and sessions, hypnotherapy, you know. Maybe we'll have a family reality show someday, Dr. Quinn and Medical Marijuana Woman. That'll be me. <laughs> It'll be great. I write everything down. My five-year-old, I don't know, do your kid ever do this? He told me he wanted a new mom. Probably not. You're so pretty and everything. Like, you know what it takes to maintain this look? She's like got the, <laughs> do you know what it takes to maintain this look? Level 1437 on Candy Crush. <laughs> not even kidding. That's so sad. Um, he told me he wanted a new mom. So I pretended to call a warehouse and order him one. Just then the UPS guy happened to ring the doorbell. My son took one look at that big box, peed himself, and ran to his room. I just wrote it down, and I had two hours of free time to myself. It was great. Oh, my God. My oldest kid? <laughs> That's my son in there. That's why he's having so much fun. My oldest kid, when he was two years old, he started hearing voices. How crazy is that shit? And you know how I found out? He picked a football up in the house, and he threw it down the hallway. And it uh, knocked a picture down off the wall, broke all over the floor. It, uh, you know what? It was our wedding picture. Thank God I was so sick of that bitch smiling at me all the time. Jesus. But I'm like, why did you throw that ball in the house? He's two years old. He looks me right in the eye. My penis told me to do it. <laughs> I had no idea you guys started listening to that voice so young. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I've, I'm, you guys, I've, I've, it's not even good, the mothering I'm doing now. It's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. And I, because with the first kid, I was wonder mom. You would probably like this, right? Just super creative, patient. I was patient. You know, that's a long time ago. You know, he's 21. I was very young then. So I was patient. I was kind. You know, I'm not kind anymore. Are you kidding? I was creative. It'd be like, it was all about the choices. Have you heard about, there's all different parenting styles. It was all about, hey, you know what, honey? Do you want to wear the red jacket or the blue jacket, right? Yeah. Gets to make a choice. It's win-win. Still wears a jacket. Same scenario, fourth kid, okay? Son of a bitch, you lost the blue jacket again? Oh, for Christ's sake. Well, here's your choice, okay? It's the red jacket or a naked-ass spanking. What's it going to be? Okay, you don't, you're not into kid torture? Because <laughs> I really am into that. 
Yeah, it's been, the first, the first kid got Wonder Mom, the fourth kid gets Menopause Mom. Yeah, <laughs> Menopause Mom. Yeah, she doesn't get excited when she gets invited somewhere. No, she gets more excited when something on her calendar gets canceled. That's what I get. Menopause Mom, oh, she can't volunteer at the school anymore because she's no longer capable of pretending to like other people's children. <laughs> it's not gonna work. It's just not gonna work. I forget that I'm not 30. You guys all look really young, like, you know, 20? Are you 21? <laughs> Are you able to drink? I'm just kidding. No, I forget that I'm not 30. It, wait, wait, I'm 54, you guys. With four, I have a nine. Oh, well, thank you. I don't, I wasn't expecting that. Keep, you can keep going. That's pretty cool. No, uh, I'm, I've got a nine-year-old. I'm hanging out at soccer games with 30-somethings. You know the ones. They're one baby. And they're waste. And they bend down in their low-cut jeans and show off those cute little tattoos. Do you know what shows when I bend over in my low-cut jeans? My icy hot patch. That is what shows. And sometimes those mothers, they mistake me for being my kid's grandmother. Seriously, duh, when I'm with him, I'm not smiling. It's obvious. Now, I actually, when that does happen, I just go with it because eventually my kid's going to misbehave. And then I'll just blame his parents. <laughs> oh, his mother's a crack whore. <laughs> and his father, vegan. <laughs> Which we all know is way worse than being a crack whore. <laughs> that doesn't go over well in some places. <laughs> Heard the bacon joke, that was hilarious. Bacon chowder, I think I'm gonna have a hankering for that now. Um, what else can I tell you? So my oldest son is in college. It's kind of weird, it's just so freaking weird to have a nine-year-old and somebody in college. So, and the nine-year-old, get this, is an accidental adoption. So that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> More on that tomorrow night in the I Hate My Family show, so. Uh, <laughs> So my oldest is in college, and he goes to, uni you guys know this school, University of Oregon? You guys have heard of it, right? Are there any UVO fans here in San Francisco? Do you just hate them because they're so snotty and rich and, yeah. Well, we're there on a scholarship, so that, <laughs> you know, we're not the rich, snotty ones. But do you know that O thing that they do? That is actually American Sign Language for vagina. <laughs> I knew you knew that. You were like, I know, yeah. So I, and we have another school in Oregon, Oregon State. And I think that would, right, it would be a way better hand signal for them. Go Beavers! Yeah. Go Beavers! That's my time. I'm Joni Quinn. You guys have been great. Uh, I was at the last Raiders game on uh, New Year or uh, Christmas Eve, and everybody puts that up like that. And I'm like, are they doing the vagina sign? But no, it's supposed to be an O for Oakland. But I was like, vaginas, football, I don't know. Because that's been Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Clap wildly for all the comedians you saw. Jamie Pierce from New York, Eric Escobar from LA, Jake Silverman of Oregon, and Joni Quinn of Oregon. See her tomorrow night on I Hate My Family Too. We're gonna take a 10 minute break and we're gonna be back with your headliner sets. So uh, come on back and uh, thanks for being here. Yay!
most people don't even know what those are. Yeah, most of them don't. Knows and how to we need to give uh, everybody a little California. example of what we know. Well, they should to go to trialta.com to see the six different kinds of cannabinoids that are all distilled the for their medicinal city. needs. Yes, in and the they're city. so wonderful. Have you heard about the CBN? Did you even know this existed? Is that like waffles? No, CBN is the cannabinoid in the plant that makes you fall asleep. Oh my God. Weed to make you sleep. Like, yeah. Does that put cancer to sleep? It puts cancer to sleep. It doesn't even get you high. It just puts you to sleep. There's also the THCA. Pain relief. Don't need any more opioids. Does that come from the vegetation state? It, it certainly does. You clearly know your botanicals. You know your Alta California botanicals. Yes, and there's also a CB, high CBD and a mixture of both high THC and CBD. That's right. Helps with the shaky shakies. If you have anxiety, go with the CBD. If you like to get high, go with the THC. Go with it all. Go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name. Alta California botanicals. Or go to tryalta.com. If you give them your medical prescription, you can get two weeks for free Alta <laughs> absolutely try alta.com hey you psychedelic junkies need something to do Tuesday March 1st well get your ass on out to the Golden Bull in Oakland at 8pm for a stellar lineup of psychedelic rock brought to you by Subliminal SF. Featuring War Cloud, Cloud Catcher of Denver, and Skunk. Then, Thursday, March 31st, check out Seattle Band UN Hissing and Cardinal Worm. Also another band to be announced. Same place, same time. $8. Funeral Doom is the genre. For complete listings and more information, visit subliminalsf.com or check them out on Facebook. See you there. What's up, San Francisco? The SF Eagle Bar is proud to sponsor the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. The SF Eagle is about to celebrate its third year anniversary since reopening under new ownership and new management. We are historically a gay leather bar, and now we cater to the queer LGBT community. As well as our allies by hosting fundraisers for local nonprofits and events to celebrate love and equality. I ain't got no dick, but I love the Eagle. Yeah, you do. Located at 398 12th Street at Harrison Street and open every single goddamn day. So check www.sf-eagle.com for calendar of events. And we will see you 3-3-16, by the way, opening day of our special Midnight Comedy Showcase for the Mutiny Comedy Festival. I see you guys there. Hell yeah. Industrial metals taking over! 
Golden Bull in Oakland, April 5th, with the Death Kings of LA, Genocide Skin, Ort Cloud, and other bands to be announced. 8 p.m., $8, all industrial metal. They come again on April 15th to see some noise rock. The other band on Earth will be there. Jerkagram of LA will be there. And Love Moon. Same place, different time. 9 p.m., 7 bucks. Brought to you by Subliminal SF. For complete listings and more information, visit subliminalsf.com or check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash subliminalsf. Blue Ribbon is a proud sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. We appreciate how comedians are, well, they're poor, and they need a delicious and inexpensive alternative to craft beer. Now, that's why every Pabst Blue Ribbon is affordable and accessible to even the dirtiest of dickbag comedians, allowing them to be in public at a bar interacting with people they probably shouldn't, like women. So go buy your favorite comedian at PBR. They need the encouragement that someone, somewhere, cares what they have to say. Paps Blue Ribbon, keeping comedians funny with classically delicious flavor since 1844. Which is crazy, because it was America's best in 1893. At the brainwash, the mighty brainwash, Tony Sparks holds. At the brainwash, the mighty brainwash, oh yes, we got them jokes. Seven nights Night of Doom Metal. 
with the dragged into sunlight out of UK. Primitive man of Denver and cult leader, Salt Lake City. 8 p.m. $10, July 15th. Brought to you by Subliminal SF. For complete listings and more information, What's happening? Yeah. The headliner sets. Guys, y'all ready? Is the headliner show? Yeah. I like your pants. They're shiny. That's dope. Astronaut pants. I don't know. That looks cool. Uh, hey, what's happening? Oh, this is, this is fucking awesome, man. Whoa, there's more people coming in. The show's getting wild. All right. All right, I guess we could just, you know, we'll just start our way through. How's everybody doing? Let's get that out of the way. Everybody's doing all right. How you doing? Back row. I noticed you guys don't have pins, so you're probably not coming up. Or is that right? I'm excited to meet you. Where are you guys from? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh in that state. Uh, or Pittsburgh, California. That's what I thought. Fuck yeah, man. I grew up in uh, Southern California. I grew up in Los Angeles. I didn't know how much people hate people from Los Angeles until I moved here. Did you guys know? Do you guys hate me? I didn't know. I, I really didn't know. I, I really, I thought I was going to be popular up here telling people stories about how I ran into Mario Lopez at a Food for Less, but no. That wasn't the reaction I got. I went into a bar wearing a Dodgers hat, and I bought myself a drink, dude. I bought myself a drink, and out of nowhere, this guy just bumped into me, spills my drink all over me, and he's like, Dodgers suck, bitch. Everybody started laughing at me. People started giving that guy high fives. The bartender started ringing a bell. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I, I wasn't going to sit there and take it like some bitch in front of everybody. So I walked up to this guy and I shoved him. And I was like, hey, motherfucker. I'm, I'm gay. <laughs> then everybody immediately got quiet, just like it is right now. <laughs> that man that spilled my drink on me came up to me and apologized. He even bought me another drink. And then that guy sucked my dick. I fucking love San Francisco. Oh my God, I fucking love it. I don't care. If the bear's hungry, he's gonna fucking eat. I don't know. I'm at that age, guys, where like all my, all the, all the people I used to look up to growing up are just having tough times. Bill Cosby, a rapist? Donald Trump, a racist? Kobe Bryant is still playing in the NBA? But the one that like really got to me though, Jared from Subway's a child molester? 
Not, not Jerry. I used to look up to him, man. I used to be a little chubby Latino with dreams of losing weight and eating free sandwiches. Now he's out there molesting children. It's like we should have known his name is Jared Fogle. <laughs> that sounds like a child molesting name, dude. I feel like that's what they're going to start calling. It's like he foggled those children, man. Show me on the six inch where he foggled you. <laughs> It's like if Bo Diddley was a diddler, it's like we should have known, man. I don't know. (laughs) Reading the paper. Recently, guys, last week, SF School Board said it was okay to start giving out condoms in middle school. Parents got upset, guys. Parents were real upset. They thought it was going to increase sexual activity. I think it's just going to increase water balloon fights. Rascal kids. I don't know. <laughs> you guys do some online dating. You do some online dating. Is that where you guys met? Yeah. Which one did you guys meet on? Match.com. Ah, oh, fuck yeah. You guys are ballers. <laughs> you guys got to pay to get on that shit. Do you guys pay to get on that? You know what I mean? I had to like, man, I got Tinder, dude. And if you like too many people, they shut you down unless you pay a nominal fee of $10. Just so you can like 20 more girls that do not like you back. You know what? It's just like so detrimental to my self-esteem, man. Like I've liked 100% of every Asian girl that ever came up on my screen. I haven't got one single match. My friends are like, why are you so surprised Asian girls don't mess with Mexican boys? It just blew my mind, sir, because I figured Asian girls crash cars, Mexican boys fix them. I feel like we'd be a pretty good match. But I just got I just got matched with uh, just these white women in San Francisco, and they've they've all just been too sexually advanced for me. You know, they've just all been freaks under flannel sheets. I had this had this one girl request that I hit her with a pearl necklace. I was like, "Girl, I'm Mexican. I'll hit you with rosary beads." <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause I'm religious like that. I don't know. <laughs> Life. <laughs> What do you guys want to talk about? What do you, how long you guys been dating? Three weeks. Three weeks? Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. I went to, uh, I got in a fight with my girlfriend like a week before Valentine's Day, you know? She was like upset that I went to Ikea without inviting her. Like that was the big thing. She was upset that I went to Ikea without inviting her. And it's just like, I don't know, we didn't talk for a whole week, but I knew that on Valentine's Day I had to show up with the perfect gift, you know? So I showed up with a bouquet of roses and a gift card to Ikea, and she broke up with me, guys. She broke up with me, sir, and you don't know what it was like. I was just spending my days listening to sad, sad music. Just a lot of Elliot Smith. You know, a lot of that Sam Smith. A lot of, a lot of the Smiths. You don't know how bad, I was just alone in my room eating ice cream playing Just the Two of Us by Will Smith. You know, crying every time he's like, we can make it if we try. And now I don't know what to do, man. Like I see you're still activated on my Netflix membership and haven't, I haven't changed my password yet. Not because I'm a nice guy, but it's because I'm waiting until she gets to that last episode of Narcos, you know? I'm going to change it and be like, ha-ha. 
They all, they all go to jail at the end. I don't know how that ends. <laughs> well, guys, that's it for me. You guys ready? Y'all ready to get this show going? Hey. Your first comic is a very special person. She put this whole thing on all by herself. She's a, you know, she's the reason why most of us come here, why all of us come here to do stand-up comedy. I want y'all to give a warm welcome for Pam Benjamin. Keep it going for your host, Dro Nose. Hell yeah. Headliner show. I'm the opener for your headliner. There is nothing on this phone. I'm using it as a timer. Uh, it's a dumb phone. I, I, I do not believe in technology, you guys. I'm a dumb, not dumb. I'm a smart person. But I just can't get into the whole thing that's happening with the world and technology and stuff. You guys, I don't want to be political right now. We're in a super political season. I am not political and I can't handle it anymore. No more of these politics. I just want to submerge myself in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days. <laughs> like Baskin Robbins 31 flavors. It's a good day. Ben and Jerry's. I'll even take the 7-Eleven free Slurpees. It's not ice cream, but it's close enough. If you put a little whiskey in the Diet Coke flavor or whatever. Oh shit, there's so much sugar. I feel so good. I'm not political, I don't wanna be political, but the world is forcing me to be political. Your language is forcing me to be political. We've got 26 letters, we jam them together to make words, they make pictures in your head, and I don't know what to call myself. I'm a woman, right? I'm a person, right? I'm a female. The, the prefix is subjugating me. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what to call myself. We're all people. I, I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So I'm, I'm counting it. I don't know what's, I, I have, the only thing I can call myself is a feminist. Because it's the only word that doesn't have the word men in it. <laughs> Spelling, it's good. Not a great speller, not really also great. I'm, a I'm not a great feminist either. I, I'm just gonna say a few things about uh, feminism and then I'll talk about dicks in my mouth. That's what kind of feminist I am. Uh, that, that's the crazy thing. There's all these women that wrote books, you know, in the 60s and they were like, I'm not gonna have kids and I'm gonna write books and I'm gonna be important so, so that I can talk about my butthole on stage. I love that. I'm so glad they did all that work for me. Um, my butthole kind of looks like a bunch of worms trying to escape a hungry robin. <laughs> I'm 41 years old, you guys. Okay. My, my butthole looks like uh, someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. <laughs> it's meaty, it's meaty, it's gross, you guys. I don't like getting banged from behind because I feel like he's constantly staring at my fluffy butthole and it makes me really nervous and I'm like, you know, and I'm trying to be a good girlfriend. I'm trying to help out. I'm trying to, you know, like I tried to shave it, you know, like, and uh, I tried to, I had to, to get into all the folds, not really successful, didn't know what to do. 
I would wax it, but I can't do that because it would just be a bloody mess. Like, it's just such a problem anyways. It's just more blood scary. So I've resorted to plucking my asshole. <laughs> I don't know how to make a hemorrhoid look cute, but I'm going to try. Okay, it's, it's gross. It's terrible. Why? I got to talk about my butthole all the time. Woo! Because I'm a feminist. Yeah! Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. It's like the precept of feminism. That's like how you start it out. Like, I can do it. I can do all kinds of things. I can take care of myself. Woo! I got vagina parts. Uh, I feel like all of my sexual prowess uh, comes from my strange uh, vaginal wonky fin. I have, an, I, have, I have a Nemo fin. One fin is much shorter than the other. It's a tiny. I'm like a one-winged butterfly made out of thickly sliced roast beef. It's like, it just doesn't, I feel like, oh, my sexual power comes from my Nemo fin. Just touch it. Ah! Make me feel good. Huh. Feminism. Don't put your mouth on it. I'm afraid of that. I don't. Guys, 70% of people in the universe have herpes. Okay, I just don't want it downstairs. It's terrible. Uh, I live I live in San Francisco, and it brings up weird hygiene questions, right? It's actually 90% of herpes. 90% of people have herpes. Dermatologist says 90% of people have herpes. Do you guys know that herpes simplex 1 and herpes simplex 2 are the same herpes? It's just location, location, location. Don't live in the tenderloin. I live in the tenderloin. I don't want anyone putting any slimy business downstairs on my girly parts, is what I'm saying. Scared. I'm so scared. I'm a, I, I am a feminist, and, I, and, I, and I, don't, I don't like shaving, and I don't understand it. You know, it's so weird to me how this thing started, right? Like, in 1904, I couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut. You know, like they had those bloomers when you were swimming or whatever, and you just couldn't show, don't show ankle, you gross slut, weird. And now, if you don't shave from your big toe all the way up to your twat like a four-year-old girl, <laughs> you're a disgusting savage that no one wants to ever sleep with. <laughs> Gillette, the best a man can get. Apparently not. I don't like shaving. I don't understand how in... Actually, Gillette started in 1904. This is like a... This is a joke. Yeah. And I don't understand advertising. You know, we're all... We're all just... It's, it's a terrible thing. Like, uh, advertising is all in our brains, right? Like, cereal straws. What's the point? Like, what does that even mean? Ah, what do you want me to buy right now? What kinds of weird food items you want me to put inside my vagina? I don't know. But, uh, you know, the very first ad that ever came out in a magazine in the United States uh, was in 1741, and it was taken out by Benjamin Franklin. And he was looking for the whereabouts of a runaway slave. True, true story. And now we're all slaves to advertising, so I don't know how that works. It's like, yeah. Uh, did you guys hear about the new Gillette razor? It has 17 blades. 17 blades for the closest shave. Uh, the, the 13th blade is easily removable so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. You don't shave. You guys can see my armpit hair. I don't give a fuck, okay, about shaving. I don't understand why we have to do it to be pretty. 
I put makeup on for you assholes. I'm being pretty tonight. It's like, that way I don't have to have a personality or actually tell good jokes. I can just be pretty. That's what we're taught as women. It's the, that's the ad that they give us when we're 12. They're like, just be pretty. Just keep your mouth closed until the dick is coming at it. And that's when you open your mouth. It's like, ah! It's like, I want the subjugation feels so good. Um, I am in love with my cat. Does anyone else have a cat that they're in love with? No, yeah, I got a hand raise. I got a couple claps. We got some people in love with their cats. I know that my cat is in love with me uh, because I was getting finger banged by my boyfriend the other day and my cat didn't just sniff his fingers, he licked them. Which means one of two things. Uh, one, my cat fucking loves the shit out of me. Or two, women really do taste like tuna. <laughs> Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. It's, it's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It's dark and purpled with age. It's like, it's what happens when you masturbate for 41 years. Uh, and I did. I, I've actually only been masturbating for like 38 years. I, I got in trouble in kindergarten for masturbating in class because I just didn't feel comfortable because my, my kindergarten teacher called me fat. Uh, and I just sat there and played with myself in school. God, that, that, got real, that wasn't funny. That was just really sad. It's probably why I'm, Mrs. Mowers, this is why I'm a comedian, you whore. I hope she's dead. I hope, I hope Mrs. Mowers is so dead. That cunt. I get to say cunt because I'm a feminist. That's how that works. I get to freely use that term. I don't like the word bitch. It makes me, I, I also don't like getting banged from behind. It's the whole dog thing. I just don't feel real comfortable about it. Like me being the dog in this relationship. Uh, you guys, I, I'm, oh God, I'm such a feminist and I love my cat so much. I'm a, I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way that you think. Like, um, I want to take my cat and I want to shave him. Gillette, you know. And then I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And then I want to make him wear it. <laughs> That's because I'm a crazy cat lady. Ah, I cat. And I really, I really do masturbate with my cat because I love dating alcoholics. And uh, in the morning, they're just too lazy to take their stupid flaccid hand and put it on my lower back while I masturbate so I can feel loved. You know how I feel? You know, am I right? They just can't do it. But you know who will do it? My cat. Do you know how soft a cat's paw is? Do you know? He takes his soft, soft paw, puts it on my lower back. I'm doing my thing. And then right before I'm gonna come, he puts his claws out. Uh-uh. Just so I know who's boss. Don't fuck with Spike, he's crazy. Love my cat. He masturbates next to me all the time. Like, we do it tandem, and he does this thing. It's really, it's really cute. Uh, and the other day, I rolled him over, and uh, I looked at his little kitty crayon, you know? And at the end of it was like this bead of wetness, and it came out to the end, and I saw it, and it was like hesitant on the end, and then it right onto my comforter. So I smelled it. Do you know what cat cum smells like? Nothing, nothing at all. It actually doesn't smell. My cum smells weird. Like, but his is absolutely fine. It's good cat cum. 
All right, I'm gonna leave on catcom. Um, thank you guys so much. My name's been Pam Benjamin. This is a lot of fun. Mutiny Radio Run! Give it up for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Just give it up for catcom. Okay. Are you guys ready for your next comic? Your next comic. He's about to headline, he's about to headline in St. Louis, Missouri, dude, March 9th. And he just put out his first feature film, Proxy to the People. Give it up for Steve Poggi. Thank you. Thank, yeah. Cat come and then bring out Steve Poggi. That's the guy that looks like a cartoon skunk. Bring him out. Yeah, this is uh, this is the second time I've paid forty dollars to look like a Street Fighter character. Uh, I actually I didn't release the movie Proxy of the People. I'm actually acting in it now, and the haircut is uh, part of the role. So for the next couple months, I have to look like I just jumped out of a Sega Genesis. <laughs> Started coming after your rollerblades or something. It uh, it took quite a bit of convincing. Uh, in order for me to uh, get talked into playing the part. At first he tried to pull the, uh, this is my life dream, I, I want to make this film, I need you to play this character, you're perfect. And I was like, no way, dude, I'm not cutting my hair and looking like an asshole like that. Uh, and then the next, he was like, dude, I'll give you 25% of the profits from this film. And I was like, dude, this dialogue blows, this isn't going to make any money. Uh, still not interested. And he was like, Steve, I need you to be the supporting character because we secured the main lead is Ian Hamill, he's Luke Skywalker's nephew, and I couldn't wait to cut my hair. Like that's, I was like, bah! right there, like, bah! Bah! but then my thing got jammed up. Right, it was like, bah! 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 it's a sign from God, Pete, I'm really doing it. So then I shaved it. And uh, it's weird, people give me a lot of uh, odd compliments. They go, you have a nice head shape. That's an important thing to have, apparently. I guess. It seemed a little silly to me, but in hindsight, maybe if I walked around somewhere and somebody was like, holy shit! Were you in a plane accident? Your head's all fucked up looking. I guess that would be worse. Um, I, I've really been drinking, I drink the kombucha now. Uh, try to be healthy. Um, if you drink kombucha, there's a high probability of you coming into contact with a boogery substance. So you have to make your peace before you head into that. Uh, one particular morning, I had my cranberry kombucha, and I was sipping it, and I went to not sip it, and I got a big old kombucha loogie that just kind of slapped me in the face and hung there as I tried to not like dry heave and like took it, and then I threw it out the window. And that's like the most important part of the drink. Like that's why you're supposed to drink it. But how weird would it be like, ah, like to, just talking about my kombucha problems like an idiot. I'm sorry. I have a bad haircut, what do you want? Just a good old journeys. I have cats, but I never tried to fuck them like that. <laughs> So I, I don't, I don't know if my take on it's gonna be that interesting. 
Uh, I did have this problem. I had uh, my striped cat, like he would climb up on top of the gray cat as the gray cat was laying down, and then he'd start biting him in the back of the head and like dry, like trying to like get up on him. And I was like, dude, what's going on? Like, are they fighting? Like, and I called the vet. And like, well, that's that's what happens with cats is they they show their dominance, and one of the one of the ways they do that is by biting the other one's back of the head and kneading him, and then you know humping him. I was like, oh, like I didn't know what to say after that. I was just like, glad my friends don't do that, right? <laughs> like, guys, Pete's a cool guy, but sometimes he'll display his dominance. <laughs> so you just, you just want to turn away and just let him bite the back of your neck. <laughs> As the, and then once he feels like he's dominant, then he'll, he'll chill out. Then we can play Xbox. But other than that, the cats are good. I, I was serious. Like, when I got the cats, I was to the point where I was, like, just kind of done with dating and just fed up. And I was like, I'm just going to get something to love. And it happened to be these cats. So for, like, two or three years, I didn't date. Uh, I started to date this chick one time. Uh, and I'm so serious about the cats, I brought her over to meet the cats. And uh, it sounds funny, except for it didn't go well. Uh, no, she came in. The gray cat ran over, started biting her toes. She sat down, the striped cat ran up the back of the couch, double leg kicked this bitch in the back of the head. <laughs> and fucking ran off, right? And he started like, <laughs> like he was trying to sneeze or something. He was pissed. And she, she left. I found out three days later, this girl was actually married, trying to set something up on the side. So I went back to the cats like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, did you guys shit in a box? You eat spiders. <laughs> and you have built-in skank detectors? <laughs> uh, how do you guys not have a parade? <laughs> All right. But I, I, I took off from the dating. I didn't, I didn't date for like two or three years. I didn't try to do it. I didn't want to try to online date. I'm 32. I live with my dad, so I couldn't online date. Like, just... Writing the profile's just horrible. Like, you have to, like, what are you looking for in a mate? Like, someone who can keep it down, all right? Maybe, you know, use an indoor voice, like whisper, all right? <laughs> Might have to sneak out of a window. Gymnastics, uh, previous experience preferred, okay? <laughs> so I just, I never thought about dating, and then there was this one girl uh, who came around, and uh, I started to get interested in it, started to have a crush, and then we started to date. And I got to kind of run some things past the group here to make sure that I'm not a weirdo. Um, in 32 years, like if you've dated somebody a couple times and they invite you to spend the night, you're probably going to have sex with that person, right? Like probably. Like not 100%, not a guarantee, no commitments made. You know, don't show up there like already stretched and shit, you know, yelling out some mantra or something. You don't <laughs> need that level of excitement. But you're probably going to have sex so you want to be in a prepared sex zone. You don't want to be in a non-prepared sex zone, all right? So you've been spending three years with cats. You got to clean up the house before it goes on the market. You know what I'm saying? You're going to invite strangers over. You got to vacuum some shit, you know? Cl fucking make sure the bushes look nice. <laughs> so the first time this was offered to me, I turned it down. I was scared. I was like, no, I'm not. I got to fucking snore. I'm fucking I'm going home. And I just left. Then I made arrangements to sleep the next day, and I was ready. All right, some people want to show up and do like a Netflix and chill. 
I want to show up for fucking game day and win. All right, that's what I'm doing. I'm going in there for a fucking, you know, I woke up that day ready to go. Had a salad for lunch. Boom, skipping dinner. Looking trim, ready to go. Right, did some jumping jacks because I can't do push-ups. I did some jumping jacks. Got the blood going. All right? Fucking cleaned up the crash zone. Make it look presentable. Right? Inviting and enticing curb appeal, if you will. Bought a, bought a package of raincoats. Hadn't done that in a while. Package of raincoats. Not saying it's going to rain. If it does, I want a fucking jacket. All right? I'm not going out with a gun and no holster. No drinking. Powerful blood flow. Powerful blood flow. And then we go. We hang out. Right? We start kissing. We start making out. Right? I'm biting some nipples and shit. I got a tattoo of Bill Murray. Life is fucking good right now. All right? Things are pretty well developed for me. And then I did my little move. I don't know what your move is. Maybe some of you, you just stop and you're like, all right, time out. Can we have sex now? Like, I tried to blend it in to a whole experience. Okay? Like a meal. Like, you get appetizers before the entrees and shit. And so I do my little move as I take my finger and I run around the inside of the elastic of the shorts. Like a little, hey, what's going on? We got any stop signs? Can we land this plane? What's happening? Any objections? <laughs> right? Are you feeling scared? Is your pulse increased? What's coming? Where, where are we at? No objections were made. Everything seemed fine. So I fucking went in there and I was getting those shorts down. And I got down to about the knees and then she took a breath and she grabbed my arm and she's like, I want to keep this at a high school level. And I was like, oh, oh. Like, first of all, I know, I know. I just, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I couldn't, I, that's where I was mentally. But at the same time, you can't, you can't put that pressure. If somebody's like, hey, no sex, I'm not the kind of person that's like, well, let's negotiate what we call sex. Like, I'm not going to break it down with you or try to talk you into it like it's bungee jumping in Cancun. Right? I'm, I'm just like, no, I don't want to do it either. I don't want to. No, that's fine. Let's just get drunk and watch a Patrick Swayze movie. That sounds perfect for me. But at the same time, I don't know what keep it at a high school level mean. Like, what the fuck is that? What do you want? Keep it at a high school level? You want me to call my mom and go home? Like, that's a high school level. But apparently that meant uh, lay on your side, stare at my face for two hours, and kind of rub my back. That's what, he, and it's like, damn. I wish I, I wanted to be like, can we just go to sleep? <laughs> I'm not trying to sound, you know, misogynistic or anything like that, all right? I'm just, I'm not as young as I used to be. I can't just spring up and drink a Red Bull and get on about my day anymore. I got a lot of drag. So, you know, if we're not going to have sex, that's cool. Let's just, let's call it a night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let's just fucking, let's just say, hey, we gave it a good run. And, you know, like the Japanese, we'll just bow out respectfully. And just, we, we've both had enough. Let's just sleep on it, you know? I had some other lines in there that I wanted to do and I fucking forgot them. <laughs> it's because of these fucking festival joints, man. They sneak up on you. It, it's just the whole fucking... I remember back in the day, like, before dispensaries, before everything, you just go buy a bag of weed and, like, there was no discussion about it. Like, a lot of you, maybe you're from the festival, you're out of town or whatever, but, you, you know, you have, to, you have to talk in a code and shit. And you know, you're not like, can I see what you got there? Is that an indica or a sativa? 
You know, I prefer to look at my weed before I just buy it in a 7-Eleven parking lot. Right? There's no customer service, right? When it's just fucking Paul, you're just like, all right, man, here's your money. Get on going. But I was really bummed about that girl shit, man. I was tripping about it. Because it was, it, was, it was good for a while, right? I mean, after that, I hung in there. I was like, I was like all right, hey, you know what? Let's fucking, let's do some new shit. I haven't done this before. Let's fucking ride it out, see how it feels, you know? We fucking tried before, and we're 0 and 30 as far as marriages and fucking progress goes. Let's fucking do something, though. All right, throw your hands up there. And then it escalated, and then she invited me over two days later, and she was like, yeah, I just want to be friends. Uh, like, I, I, I like you, but, like, part of my brain's, like, you know, like, really into it, and the other part of my brain's just like, this isn't really what I want to do right now. But I, I liked her, so I'm like, dude, you got a fucked up brain. That's no problem. All right, we can hang out. <laughs> I could deal with a fucked up brain. All right, my buddy from high school is paranoid schizophrenia and murdered his mother in a mental institution right now. I know about fucked up brains. Let's all it out. <laughs> I just, you know, I could, be, I could be your Dr. Jekyll or your Mr. Hyde, depending on what mood you're in. And no, 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 let's just be friends. And I was like, okay. So I got kind of hurt about it. I got sour, especially when it's just like, oh, you're a nice person. I'm a nice person. You know, no harm, no foul, like a blackjack dealer leaving the table. <laughs> Nothing up the sleeves. Right, no mean Facebook messages or anything. We're all good here. It's just, I need to hate somebody a little bit to get over my shit. I don't know what it. Maybe it's because I'm petty. Maybe it's because, you know, I look like I got road rash. I don't know what it is. I'm just wandering again. Again, it's that fucking weed. It's that stupid fucking space where you just want to get high and chill out. And this stuff, you got to fucking go into another dimension halfway. <laughs> right? You get paranoid thoughts about people wanting to kill you in your sleep. It's a tough, tough world out here. But I, I've been smoking more because I haven't been drinking. 2016, alcohol-free. Woo! Yeah. I like that. See, that's the thing. When I drank, I was such a dangerous maniac <laughs> that it's like I feel like when I say like I don't drink anymore, I feel like people should be like, it's about fucking time! <laughs> It'd be, I feel like it's the same thing. It's like, hey, guys, it's... Uh, 2016, and I haven't uh, gone into my living room and just fired off my gun randomly. And just, <laughs> I haven't done that. You know, it was 2016. Just, just got bored with it, really. Got bored. It sucks going through a breakup, because it's like when you're drinking, you always have somewhat of a plan, right? It's like you're going to celebrate something. You're going to go out and drink. You're bored. You're going to drink to have a good time, right? Something bad happens to you, you drink to feel better. When you're not drinking, you don't have the plan. So you're just like, oh, well, I don't feel good right now. So I'm just going to sit around and fucking wait for it to feel better. That's what I get to do. Hanging in there for the long haul. So it gets tedious. Then you smoke this weed, and then you're like, dude, what fucking day of the week is this? What's happening? There's a tent outside of mutiny? Are we getting robbed? What that? That was the final thing. I got so drunk, I accidentally robbed two people. That actually happened. That is a real... Honor. I got drunk, some guy had weed, and he wanted to sell it. Some guy had money, and he wanted to buy weed. And I woke up with a hangover, weed, and money. <laughs> some, somewhere along the lines of the drug deal, I was like, I'm no call, no show. Fuck him. I, I got better shit to do. 
Then I wake up and I feel bad, right? Because I don't want anybody to get robbed. I got robbed. When I was 19 years old, I lived in St. Louis, Missouri, and I got robbed by a guy named Dave the Wave. Dave the fucking Wave. So a grown man wanted to be called something the ocean does. The Wave. I'll never forget, I was in a little kitchen, right? This house party, I'm 19 years old. This dude's like 35. I thought he was someone's dad. I'm like, oh, fuck. Hey, you know, how'd the ski vacation go? Right. It's just, I'm in this kitchen, there's this like old guy, and I'm like kind of nervous, like, ah. And he goes, oh, no, chill out, bro, chill out, bro. My name's Dave, just call me the wave. And he puts his fist up, right, for a fist bump. And I'm like, oh, okay. And before our fists make contact, he goes, whoosh! And then he goes, reveals a wave tattoo on his bicep. <laughs> On it. And it's not like he's buff and it's like a cool little pilot. Like, no, he's fucking 35 years old and he's trying to make it move so he's like wiggling it. But it, there's no muscle. It's just like Cheetos and Diet Mountain Dew and 14 years of shame. It's a low tide, matey. He's like, no, you're jostling your shame at me in the kitchen. <laughs> and I don't accept this, Mr. Oceanographer. And I hated this dude. I hated this dude. I was never, I never wanted to be around this dude because the couple times we hung out, he would say creepy shit, like girls would ask him to buy booze because that was the only reason why we hung around him, right? He's old enough to buy beers. So fucking him, high tide, buddy, high tide, smeared off ice, fucking don't forget, bitch, right? And he'd hook his beer so he'd hang around. And all these girls, these single 19, 20-year-old girls, he was always in this like pack on the peripheral. And he'd be like, he'd be like oh, Dave, uh, could, you, could you get us some alcohol? He's like, oh, honey, honey, it'd be illegal for me to buy alcohol for a minor. All right, but I love buying naked chicks drinks, so. <laughs> it's like, we're about to make a run. You want to show me what you got? Right, like creepy shit like that all the time. And I was like, dude, we are not fucking hanging around. But he was friends with all my fiance's friends, so I'd see him from time to time. And yes, I was 19 years old with a fiance. I was easily impressed. <laughs> I was. 19 years old, I was like, look, we live in an apartment together, we smoke weed, we have sex, I think we should get married. <laughs> I'm serious. I could do this for the rest of my life. All right, forever, right here. But that's not love, right? At 19, I had to learn that. It's like, that's not love. Like, that is, that is a life sentence to being a cook at the Olive Garden. Like, that's what that is. That's clock in, clock out, bitch. Get that pizza out of the oven. Warm those noodles up, right? And if you're lucky, lucky, you'll meet a guy who's got a gun tattooed on his throat who washes dishes on Wednesdays, and he'll front you some weed to sell. <laughs> yeah, I was one of the lucky ones. <laughs> Old gun throw would give me $80 worth of weed, I'd sell it for 100 bucks, make 20 bucks and a little joint, right? No one's getting hurt, no one's having any problems, but this is St. Louis, Missouri, this is highly illegal. 
out there, the cop, they're like, this is, we're coming after you, son, because you're a menace to our goddamn society, and you're polluting the rights of our innocent, Jesus-loving Catholics, and we're going to come get you, boy. You're like, dude, it's like 20 bucks in a joint, like, hit the brakes. I don't feel like a drug dealer. At the same time, I'm 19. I watch a couple of movies, fuck it. I start to act like a drug dealer. If I'm real in these streets, you're fucking with my money is like fucking with your life play, boy. Well, take it easy, Steve. It's 20 bucks in a joint. <laughs> Why is everyone so fucked up on this issue? But the day came. Wave called up the fiance. He wanted a $40 bag of weed. That's half a gun throat's money. So even though it's snowing outside, we got to get in the 2002 Kia Rio <laughs> and get our asses to the LZ. And we get out there. Dave comes in. He takes the weed. He says his roommate wants to look at it. He jumps back out of the car. Fucking this was a drug dealer audit, and I never saw it coming. All right. I was not wearing my drug dealer attire. I had on a white T-shirt, some fuzzy house slippers, and some Ninja Turtle pajama pants. Robbed in some Ninja Turtle fuck pajama pants. That's who you rob, the guy who's got cartoon drawings of pizza on his pants, right? He's not going to resist. No, not at all. And I didn't. I was busted. I was like, fuck. This guy got me in front of my girl. I don't know what apartment he's in. Like, according to the movies, I got to go find this guy and fuck him up. Right? <laughs> Never had a customer service issue in the drug dealing business before. But now me and HR got a roll. <laughs> so I like, and my, my fiance sees like, what are we gonna do? And I go, I'm going in. And I rip the top of my beanie off so it'll fold over my face. And then I take it off and I start chewing eye holes into it, <laughs> right? No other reason that I wanted to look tough in front of the girl. Like they were fucking, like they weren't lined up, right? It was like one eye and a cheek. It's just like. <laughs> Do I look tough, honey? What do you mean I don't look tough? <laughs> and then I fucking pop the trunk. I take that off the tire iron. I slide that down the inside of my pants, which sounds cool. So you realize I'm still wearing the Ninja Turtle fucking pajama pants. <laughs> can't be gangster in pajama pants. Rule number one. Rule number two, you can't have fucking pumpkin spice lattes either. Those are out <laughs> if you want to have the gangster image. And I walk around. I listen for him. I don't hear him, thankfully, right? And I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, what am I going to do? 40 bucks, that's a lot of money when you work at the Olive Garden, all right? I can't just come up with that overnight. But then I remembered I had a buddy of mine, and his older brother went to grade school with him. They rode the same bus, and he knew where he, like, his parents lived. So I called him up, and he shows me where the house is. Now it's like 12 o'clock at night, and I'm just knocking on some random-ass door, like, we got we to gotta get gun throats money. Like, there's no other... There's no other option. I had so much balls to get up there to knock on the door. I didn't think of anything to say. So when this old man like, comes out with his gray hair, his beer belly out, no shirt on, right, pants unbuckled, stumbling around, like I assume like that's Mr. Wave, right? <laughs> or Tsunami, if you will. That's what I called him. Tsunami, the father of all waves. Tsunami's there, right? And he's all like, what the fuck? 
And I'm like, hi, sir, you don't know who I am, but I know your son, David, and we went to community college together, and we got into doing drugs, and I, uh, I went to go on a drug deal, and Dave took off with the money, and the drug dealer gave me your address and said I had to come get the money or we were in big trouble. He sounds pretty sore about it. And Tsunami's trying to put it all together, but he doesn't know what the fuck happened, right? Well, $40, was it for $40 worth of weed? I was like, oh, no, sir, it was for $20 worth of marijuana and $20 worth of cocaine, right? Complete lie, but no one's fucking getting serious for $40 worth of marijuana, right? You're getting the door shut in your face, right? He maybe kicks me in the balls. Maybe he fucking drags me in the house and gives me a stupid ocean name or something, right? I was like, fucking check out abalone. Like, ah, ah. So I lie and I say cocaine, and his fucking eyes light up, and he's like, follow me to the bank. And he shuts the door. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is going down. Right? And I fucking, sure enough, he comes flying out of his garage. He turns around. We need to follow him. He goes to the bank. He, in, in hindsight, like, I should have said it was like $1,000. Right? I'm just like, <laughs> $40. I'm like Mel Gibson and Payback. Like, I just want my money. I just my end. And uh, he's got this money out. And I walk over and I grab the money. And he like, he like pulls it back a little bit. And he goes, you stay away from me? You stay away from my wife? Like, I didn't even fucking know you were married. Don't bring this bitch in this shit. All right? I didn't fucking. Don't push your baggage on me, sir. All right? Tsunami. And he's in the best way, he goes, you stay away from the wave. You just called your own son the wave. <laughs> like, how many opportunities do you get to name a human being and this son of a bitch wants to fucking be part of the ocean? And you agreed to this. You, like, is this just like a whole clan of douchebags? Like, how do you... He's got a little brother. This is Starfish, okay? He's a, he's a tough guy. He, we're going to put him in an aquarium because he's... And I thought the whole thing was over. Six weeks goes by, and there's a knock at the door, and I answer it, and outside my door, there's like six to eight cop cars, police officers running around all over the place, and I'm like, holy shit. And uh, Tommy McGuire, clutch player. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I, I, guess, I hope this isn't about, like, was he, like did he, like, how fuck? And the cop's like, are you Mr. Pogey? I'm like, maybe. Like, there's a fucking lot of people here. Doesn't know if I want to be Mr. Poji right now. And I'm certainly just not going to show you my hand of cards. So why don't you tell me why you're here? He's like, look, Mr. Poji, we're here because a sexual assault was committed on a minor. And the only name that we have is the wave. <laughs> and now she was last seen at this party. And we went to the party. We talked to some people. And a buddy... He said that you borrowed a video game from the wave so you knew where his parents lived. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, Mega Man. It's a fucking tremendous game. <laughs> and uh, he's like, okay, Mr. Poji, can you give us the address? And I'm like, I, I can't. Like, I don't, I don't know the address. I just know where it is. And he's like, will you go ahead and just take us on over there? And I was like, fuck, yes, I will. <laughs> Are you kidding? Honey, fire up the Rio. We're riding again. 
I'm fucking, I'm hanging out the window like Ace Ventura and shit. Like, we're going this way, guys. Six cop cars following me. Lights are on. I'm like, the president. We're over here. We're over here. They're like, it's like 15 minutes away. Get over here. I'm just like, if any moment in my life I could have like had a theme song or something. I just wanted. Dun, 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 dun. And I don't know, I don't know whatever happened to the wave. I just never heard from him again, never saw him again. And I just hope that I can get that story on Comedy Central's This Is Not Happening. And somewhere there'd be a bunch of fucking idiots named after shit in the ocean. <laughs> like, Holy shit, he's blowing our cover. <laughs> it's not the first time I've had, like the first time like, I actually like, became a man was the saddest day in American history. So it was, like I was, I was in high school and I was in tech school and my professor, Mr. Ward, he kind of looked like a combination between like Homer Simpson and Colonel Sanders, like a little mix, like Homer's body, Colonel's facial hair. And, uh, and he was a dumb man, all right? I, I know this is on the radio, he was a dumb man, good-hearted man, dumb man. One time he fell out of a chair and tried to act like he meant to do it. Uh, you can't pull that off around kids in high school, they know better. And what happened was is finally, uh, we get this like bleep over the ham radio that's in our computer class. And he turns on the news, and we're looking at two, like, buildings, and they're smoking, and the news is going crazy. And it was the Twin Towers, but I was a dumb kid in Missouri, so I was like, is that downtown St. Louis? Like, where the fuck? Is, those are tall buildings. You know what else has tall buildings? Downtown St. Louis. Is that, I don't see the arch. Did they get it? Is it down? And it just so happened that during this time, for like scheduled for like months in advance, they had the old like 1942 air raid sirens that they were testing because it was an old building. So it's like out of that, it's just and everyone looks in the everyone under your desk and everyone's under the desk and I'm like, dude, fuck these people. <laughs> I. Uh, this is a computer course with 12 people, the finest collection of worthless cunts from all around the country. I, I don't want to die with these virgins. Maybe these are the guys that the bomber guys get when they... And I, I just ran out of class. I had a call. That was the thing. It was like, you think a bomb's coming and you want me to hide under my desk when I drive an automobile? No, I was so scared. Not only did I drive home, I didn't stop at stop signs, right? I thought everyone was under attack. I thought, you know, they were like, fucking St. Charles, Missouri's got to go. We got we had enough of that. And I got home and my mom was like, I, I heard you left school. And I was like, oh, yeah. And she was like, why did you? And I was like, I'm not dying with those assholes. <laughs> and it was excused. And that's my time. Thank you, guys. I'm Steve Poggi. Have a great day. Oh, give it up for Steve Poggi, guys. Oh, my God. What a great night. I want to have a great night, guys. Everybody.
Have a great night. Stick around for the next show. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I was okay. My name's Drew. I gotta go. Are. Yeah, most of them don't. Knows and how to party. We need to give uh, everybody a little California. example of what we know. Well, they should go to trialta.com to see the six different kinds of cannabinoids that are all distilled for their medicinal needs. Yes, and they're so wonderful. Have you heard about the CBN? Did you even know this existed? Is that like waffles? No, CBN is the cannabinoid in the plant that makes you fall asleep. Weed to make you sleep. Yeah. Does that put cancer to sleep? It puts cancer to sleep. It doesn't even get you high. It just puts you to sleep. There's also the THCA. Pain relief. Don't need any more opioids. Does that come from the vegetation state? It, it certainly does. You clearly know your botanicals. You know your Alta California botanicals. Yes, and there's also a CB, high CBD and a mixture of both high THC and CBD. That's right. Helps with the shaky shakies. If you have anxiety, go with the CBD. If you like to get high, go with the THC. Go with it all. Go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name. Alta California botanicals. Or go to tryalta.com. If you give them your medical prescription, you can get two weeks for free Alta <laughs> absolutely try alta.com hey you psychedelic junkies need something to do Tuesday March 1st well get your ass on out to the Golden Bull in Oakland at 8 p.m. For a stellar lineup of psychedelic rock, brought to you by Subliminal SF, featuring War Cloud, Cloud Catcher of Denver, and Skunk. Then Thursday, March 31st, check out Seattle band UN Hissing and Cardinal Worm, also another band to be announced. Same place, same time, $8. Funeral Doom is the genre. For complete listings and more information, visit subliminalsf.com or check them out on Facebook. See you there. What's up, San Francisco? The SF Eagle Bar is proud to sponsor the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. The SF Eagle is about to celebrate its third year anniversary since reopening under new ownership and new management. We are historically a gay leather bar, and now we cater to the queer LGBT community. As well as our allies by hosting fundraisers for local nonprofits and events to celebrate love and equality. I ain't got no dick, but I love the Eagle. Yeah, you Ooh, do. Yes. Located at 398 12th Street at Harrison Street and open every single goddamn day. 
So check www.sf-eagle.com yeah. for calendar of events, and we will see you 3-3-16, by the way, opening day of our special Midnight Comedy Showcase for the Mutiny Comedy Festival. i see you guys there. Hell yeah. Hey. Metal's taking over! Golden Bull in Oakland, April 5th, with the Death Kings of LA, Genocide Skin, Ort Cloud, and other bands to be announced. 8 p.m., $8, all industrial metal. They come again on April 15th to see some noise rock. The other band on Earth will be there. Jerkagram of LA will be there. And Love Moon. Same place, different time. 9 p.m., 7 bucks. Brought to you by Subliminal SF. For complete listings and more information, visit subliminalsf.com or check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash subliminalsf. is a proud sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. We appreciate how comedians are, well, they're poor, and they need a delicious and inexpensive alternative to craft beer. Now, that's why every Pabst Blue Ribbon is affordable and accessible to even the dirtiest of dickbag comedians, allowing them to be in public at a bar interacting with people they probably shouldn't, like women. So go buy your favorite comedian a PBR. They need the encouragement that someone, somewhere, cares what they have to say. Paps Blue Ribbon, keeping comedians funny with classically delicious flavor since 1844. Which is crazy, because it was America's best in 
knock your face off. Well then, come to the Golden Bull in Oakland for a night of doom metal. With the dragged into sunlight out of UK, Primitive Man of Denver, and Cult Leader Salt Lake City. 8 p.m., $10, July 15th, brought to you by Subliminal S.A. 